Hey guys, what's up? It's the Wabi Sabi Pod with Candice Kamai. This is episode 34. It just took me six tries to get this podcast going. The mic fell on my head. The actual microphone wasn't working. I had to delete tons of imagery and recordings off of a cam card. Can't find the rest of my cam cards. Couldn't find my recorder. Um, and also had to reset up my mic in full because the mic stand is falling apart. It is cheapo deluxe. And this is just what happens in reality. Um, I also didn't have like the greatest week. It wasn't terrible, but there are certain parts of this week that really sucked. And um, the best part about becoming an adult means you can better handle situations where things don't really go your way. So what I'm going to talk about today is how everything is perfectly imperfect. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. In episode 34, we're going to talk about how everything is spaghetti at the wall. So what you guys don't see is a lot of the shit that I have to go through in order to make everything look fucking fabulous in front of the camera in media, on the podcast, when my writing goes out to Vogue, or when I'm on E! News, or when we're working with Create Cultivate, or the Covator, Shiseido, SK2, Tatcha, Sephora, all of that is stuff I just did this week. And it's tough. You know, this isn't easy to manage. And I make it look great. And that's because I'm a child of immigrants. And I would be ashamed if I didn't put something incredible out there with my name on it. Um, I remarkably had time to watch a movie on a flight, which I chose to watch McQueen, a documentary on Lee Alexander Alexander McQueen, who I highly recommend you all check out. As artists, it's really nice to see somebody that really did not give a fuck about the fame and in fact would rather not have it because profoundly he always wanted his work to speak for itself. He was an artist. He was a designer. And he was at the forefront of creation and didn't really give a fuck what other people thought about him until he got really, really well known. It was painful and hard to watch. My hands on my heart. Um, And what an incredible artist and a legacy to carry on. And I pray for his whole family and his legacy to live on forever because uh, he lived and breathed and bled out his work to the world and sometimes doing so and seeing success and feeling it and having it is painful and you're very alone and isolated and parts of this career that I don't particularly love are being watched or told what to do and so McQueen had one quote that I've read in some of his work that really stood out to me and it was It's really not about the money. It's about the freedom. And um, as I stare out at the LA sky with all of you this week, I am in Los Angeles celebrating with Create Cultivate. Um, Stay tuned for the announcements this week. Everything is spaghetti at the wall. And if you don't know what that, where that sort of slang and um, Americana saying came from, it came from the fact that if some people thought that if you cooked spaghetti perfectly and threw noodles at the wall, that it would stick. And if it sticks, it means it's done. Um, we use the term in French al dente, uh, in French cuisine. 
and it refers to to the tooth. And it means that when you bite into a noodle, it should be to the tooth firm, not too soft, not mushy, not undercooked and hard, but to the tooth. And you'll know what I mean when you bite into a piece of spaghetti that's been cooked and you feel it to the tooth. So um, when you throw spaghetti at the wall, you just see what sticks. And that's what business and growth and education and humility, learning, gratitude and self-awareness, breaking patterns, setting boundaries, worrying. And lastly, learning about our support system. That's what every single day is about is throwing spaghetti at the wall. We're all just panhandlers, like sifting through dirt, looking for specks of gold all day long. I had a week off, which means my head was exploding with creative ideas for you today. Um, <clears throat> I sort of understand my calling a little bit more after going to Hawaii and working out at Pearl Harbor and seeing really meaningful and special friends like Tiana and Ponzi and Jed um, and my North Shore friend Ryan. And I just I love meeting new friends, too. We had a really awesome week and it's important for you to grow your legacy as you grow your business and your heart expands a little bit. And it's okay to let new people in and new friends in. And when I got to LA, I had to shoot for E! News. And what you didn't see was I had to go to the library for a few days. I had to study journals. Um, I have editors I work with that cross-check all my reports and my work. And what I put together is an actual essay for every single segment that I do on Today or Dr. Oz. In this case, it was E! News, and we were reporting on wellness trends for 2019. If you didn't catch it, I want to add it to one of my podcasts soon, so I'll get you the recording. I've worked with Jason Kennedy and Juliana Rancic for so many years now, almost a decade, and I've seen them come so far in this industry. So they're dear friends. And also, it's cool to kind of see all of us um, go through this wild roller coaster of ups and downs together. Everything is so perfectly imperfect. Wabi sabi. You, you just see our best all the time, which is why social media is such a fucking hoax. And it's fake. And it's not real. Um, I'm not going to show you guys all of my worst days, but I'll certainly tell you about them in my writing and, and on my pod and how I learn from every single beat of the drum that comes through my heart and mind. And yeah, one week off from the pod between 34 to 30, uh, sorry, 33 to 34 was really good for us because I want to give you my best all the time. And I was so run down. I went from San Diego to L.A. to Honolulu, from Honolulu to San Diego to L.A., from L.A. to San Diego to New York, from New York to San Diego and back to L.A. And this is just in like two weeks. So <laughs> I, I'm cool. I'm good. One of the funniest things in the world is when people tell me that they're so busy. I'm like, oh, really? That's cool. <laughs> It's so random, but I just, I'm like, nobody gives a fuck. Um, I just, I never even say it because it's just, it's so, like, it's all in the grace of the dance in your work. And it's, it's all out there already. Someone's taking some serious notes. 
Okay, so I love your notes and feedback from this week too about my sister. And, you know, Jenny and I are the two people when we talked, I believe in episode 32, 31, my sister came on. We talked about throwing spaghetti at the wall. And what we noticed was that in being an entrepreneur, like that means you're pioneering a new path all the time. So I'm going to give you seven easy things to understand, develop, and grow in an entrepreneurial mindset. If you want to make it work, make it fucking work. But you're going to have to learn that everything is throwing spaghetti at the wall. We're all just throwing spaghetti at the wall. (laughs) Number one, um, learning to be an entrepreneur and growing into an entrepreneurial world is a learning curve. So if you think you know your shit, fuck that. You don't know shit about anything. Like, because the thing is, is everything is constantly changing. And so those who actually are really pro at adaptation are the people that end up making it. Sure, you can read all you want on the keto diet or intermittent fasting or um, you know, Whole30 or Kintsugi Wellness. Those are the four things I had to study over the last two weeks for a segment and also prepare foods, cook them, produce them, direct them, like help everyone on set to put the table together for a four minute or less segment. Um, what we do is we learn every single time we do one of these shoots. I'm not naive. I'm not arrogant. I don't have an ego. Um, I have a persona that's for sure. But I keep it close to who I am as a person. So I'm on set, you know, no makeup, hair up, sneakers on, like white t-shirt and shorts. uh, And I'm working with my crew and my staff and the team and the production team at E. And I respect everyone the same. And although I am like a boss now where I have to do hair and makeup right after we finish the table and wardrobe and look fab, You better believe I'm at the library studying, fact-checking, cross-checking, and doing the best research from books and journals that I possibly can for you. Because as my Japanese mother reigns true in my head, you know, we are always learning and education is so important. I agree with you that you have to get people the correct information. And this is a really important time for people to be like a kind of awareness And then once my parents saw the segment, they were like, oh, yeah, it's really great. I really like a dress you get to wear. And you did a good job very long. So when I get a long segment, because sometimes they edit stuff out, my mom gets stoked. um, And my dad's like, don't forget to tell them that they've got to check with their doctor. All right. Great work. Great job. Mom said great dress. (laughs) oh my god god bless them they're so cute but even in that instance with my parents watching every segment that I do and I feel so proud at the end of the day that and honored that we get to be the person to do this kind of reporting uh with e-news the thing is is like we've been doing it for like eight years now and I feel more love and respect and gratitude from them every time we go and we all learn so much together So we're just constantly learning, like, what should we be talking about? What's relevant right now? What's going to help a lot of people? Now, if you really want to be at the top of your game, it doesn't matter what you do. You could be a teacher. You could be a speaker. You could be a columnist. You could be a graphic artist. You could be a fireman. You could be a social worker. 
You could work at a nonprofit, and I applaud you for that. I just want you to make sure that every day you're learning something new and the learning curve is invaluable to growth and you have to be self-aware and learn from your mistakes. You're going to throw spaghetti at the wall and you're going to see what sticks. And what works really well for me is the massive amount of studying and research before I write my report and essay and then working with a team to perfect it to like five bullet points and then execution with a really strong team with getting the right food and props and preparation in there. Everything's calculated when it comes to these shoots and sometimes we don't have a lot of time. I basically flew back with sand and bikinis in my suitcase from Honolulu and went straight to set. And then from set, I wrapped at, I got home at like 8.30 at night and then I took a flight out the next morning at 6 a.m. from San Diego to L.A. and did business calls. And the business calls were not easy calls. They were really rough. And it just showed me wabi-sabi. Like I could be so excited and thrilled and on, you know, cloud nine after doing a, a great segment like this and having, you know, incredible work that we've been doing in Hawaii also. And then all of a sudden <clears throat> there's another facet or part of my life that's struggling and that's just reality and the learning curve would show me that no matter what I do and how hard I try to do my best I'm not going to make everybody happy all the time and so um, I have to pick and choose like I have to make really good choices for myself first because then I can give you my best and I learn every day like I'm learning that I am a sensitive empath and I learned that I have patterns that I've been following for years and I want to start to break them. Some are good and some are bad. Um, I learned that I, I really love men that have a dark secret side to them and I'm not really sure why. And I've also learned through my therapist, Anna Yusim, who wrote this awesome book, uh, Fulfilled, that... <clears throat> Our childhood depicts a lot of where we are now in our lives. And it's up to us to find the patterns and the boundaries that we need to acknowledge and set. So we're going to talk more about that today. So remember, number one, the learning curve is so real. And I wish for each of you to find out what you need to learn about yourself to accept that everything is spaghetti at the wall. Like learn more about how you can be better at what you really want to do with your life. Number two, grateful for the growth. It's imperative to success. So you can see everything that's perfectly imperfect as growth. My week wasn't perfect. I had a great shoot with Sephora and Covator and we shot until midnight. But like who wants to shoot that late when you get home, you virtually like eat a bag full of macadamia nuts, watch Chappelle show and fucking crash the fuck out. And you might still be wearing your makeup and your hair all done because you're so fucking tired that you had to like just work it all day. That stuff is exhausting. And I've been in front of the camera and in back of the camera. And I, I love both jobs. I particularly kind of love back of the camera a little more because I like um, creating and and development and 
execution of content. But I also know I have to play this role with my persona in front of the camera. So if you go both ways also, you understand the difference between the person and the persona and how you want to keep them very close to one another. But you also know, and this goes for all of us, We've got to be grateful for the growth because it's imperative to life's success and your success. So if you are going through a tough time with, say, it's a work colleague, a partner, a relationship, a work relationship, or you just struggle with yourself, be really grateful that you even have a moment to reflect and have the growth on what's happening and realize that nobody that you know failure is part of success like there is no one in this world who hasn't failed at something before they succeeded and everyone was once an amateur before they became a professional so that means that we all have a lot to learn number one nobody should be arrogant enough to think that they're better or higher level or next level than anybody else we're all in the same playing field and we all have different gifts to offer the world and your growth is imperative to your success if you're not growing I will pray for you (laughs) you know your ears and your nose are supposed to grow forever so good on you with that um, <laughs> I, I really pray for everybody that we find more growth this year and 2019 becomes this year where you can look at your failures as successes and say, you know, I'm actually really glad things didn't work out with a few of my last boyfriends. I fucking love where I am right now. And of course, like I've come across some people that I, um, I magically am really drawn to and it's it can get really hard because this is a really good time of growth for so many of us but I feel like single girls are having such a good moment right now and we get to travel and we get to do what we want and it's brands that I work with like Create Cultivate and Vogue and Well and Good and Girlboss and Belvedere and my partners um, and my agents like they keep me going And I'm grateful for the people that come up to me and that say, you're fucking killing it. You're doing awesome. And we can feel that the gratitude for our growth is imperative to our success. Be grateful for the tough times. Be grateful that you got dumped. (laughs) Be grateful that you have a beating heart that can help to lead like a drum and an anthem and and it can lead your legacy to places that haven't even been revealed you have the capacity to do so much more when you have the attitude of gratitude and I know that sounds cheesy as fuck but it's it's true like that's the attitude that you want to have um I don't get paid to do a lot of my tv segments and I honorably take that role on because I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. It is a privilege to do so much work for free that helps so many of you, including this podcast. Number three, be self-aware. If you're not self-aware, I'll also pray for you. (laughs) Being self-aware means that you, when somebody's like going off on you about something or unloading on you, that you know it's not about you. 
being self-aware means that like if you're in a dispute with a friend or a colleague that you are like hurt and you can be emotional about it or sensitive but you know at the end of the day it's not actually about you being self-aware means that you are helping to cultivate the best presence for you and those around you you are the best version of yourself and you are living in this moment in this time and I will remind you right now babe you are right where you're supposed to be I don't know what's going to happen with my life. I am one of those girls that is pioneering the pack. I have chosen not to get married yet. I have chosen not to have children yet. I have written six books. I have written for all the top magazines. I've closed NASDAQ. No, well, I've closed the stock exchange twice and I opened NASDAQ. I've, um, I don't know, hosted so many shows, all this great stuff. And I just, I want to help women across the world and globe um, to become better. So I have a Paris trip lined up after LA. That's going to be to help Global Glow through a frozen yogurt brand in Paris called California Bliss. And we're going to start cultivating more for young women in need through Global Glow. We help to empower and inspire and educate young women. I became more self-aware this year. I am not in this for the money. I never have been. And I very much like Alexander McQueen, um, self-fund my projects through other brands. And I help other brands to elevate their platforms and their sales and their eyeballs and their relevancy and create beautiful content for them. And in doing so, I take that funding, it's self-funded, and I put it towards my own projects. So this podcast, Wabi Sabi, is self-funded. There's no advertising on it because I, I pay for everything out of my own pocket. And I just want you to know that I'm so self-aware that if I went out tomorrow and I had to go, I would be okay with the work that I've done, but I wouldn't have wanted it to end yet. But I would be glad that I helped people with food and wellness and health and tradition and culture. And I'm self-aware now that I know what makes me feel good. So I want you to take a step back and take a deep breath. One more. And I want to think of things that I'm self-aware of and I want you to be more self-aware this year what feels good what doesn't I love helping other people I love writing about culture and my dream is to work on more educational platforms to help other women maybe it's New York Mag maybe it's the Times maybe it's Nat Geo maybe it's Travel Channel or CNN um, I'm already working with NHK and NHK World in Tokyo. I mean, what an honor and a privilege to be able to start thinking about where we can shift our sales and goals and become self-aware of the kind of career that makes us feel good. If you're not in a place where you can do that, I really urge you to write down five things at work that you would like to do that make you feel really good. Like I wrote down, like, better journalism makes me feel good. 
quality content makes me feel good. Helping young girls makes me feel good. When you make my recipes, they make me feel good. And when you write me love letters about how I've helped you through your tough times of struggle and anxiety and depression and got you back on your feet, that makes me feel good. So those are five things that I know I want to bring my sales um, towards in that direction. Um, God, I could like burst into tears over how much I love you guys. This is not an easy career and it has been remarkably rewarding. I feel so grateful. I sometimes feel so shitty that I actually like have tough days where I have to like pick myself back up and say it's all perfectly imperfect and it's all going to be fine. We almost really did edit out all of the crying in a lot of these episodes. And my producer was like, you're not, you're not going to edit them out. This is very real. And you're not Oprah and you're not Martha. You're Candace and you're going to just be you. And I, I want you to know that this is something I want for each of you to do too. Like just be yourself and come as you are and be self-aware and write those five things that make you feel really good down and push your work into the direction of those ideas. Okay, now this is number one, two, three, number four. (laughs) Sorry for crying. Oh my lord. Number four, break patterns. I'm such a fucking nerd. Break patterns and become aware of them. So that's what I really want you to do this year is take number four serious. If you see a pattern like maybe you're getting um, bullied, maybe you're, you're saying you're a victim all the time, maybe things are tragic, maybe you have trauma from the, your past and your childhood that you need to work through, maybe you love dating bad men, maybe you love you know, have you maybe have an addiction to something. A lot of us have patterns and we need to become aware of them and we need to break them. And the best way you can find out what your patterns are is to sort of think about what you've done in the past and what didn't work for you. And that's where that learning curve comes in and that growth that you're grateful for and the self-awareness gets tied into. When you become self-aware, you see and feel and you are living your patterns And then you can kind of slap yourself and say, hey, Candace, like there's a voice inside of me. I was just telling somebody the other day at dinner, I was like, oh, man, there's sometimes there's this voice inside of me. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, my God. Maybe that should be the title of my next book. Chris, like, you can't believe all these insane lies that you tell yourself sometimes. They're just not true. They're just fucking thoughts and they go into the universe and they float away. But remember to break bad patterns and become aware of them. You know, some people are so not connected to who they are that it's disturbing and, and there's nothing you can do about it. Shikatakanai, as the Japanese say, shikatakanai. There's a whole chapter on shikatakanai in my book if you want to read about it. And how the Japanese and the Okinawans use it to their advantage. It's also pronounced uh, or said shoganai. So either way, you got to break those patterns and you got to be aware of them. Number five. Sorry, I didn't list these out. One, two, three, four. Number five, setting boundaries. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you better set those boundaries. People will take such far advantage of you, especially if you're a young, beautiful, talented, and smart girl. People are going to take advantage of you. Um, I can see it and feel it now because I'm old enough to be aware of it. But when I was younger, it happened consistently on set um, with books and mags. And some people were lovely to me. Like Pam Krause was such a great mentor along my journey. And um, like the founders of Well and Good, Melissa and Alexia are incredible. And my friends that write um, like at the head of the magazines, like Michelle P and my friend Nagar at Vogue and my friend Faye at Cosmo. They all are beautiful, smart, amazing women. Elizabeth over at Shape, um, the editor-in-chief. She is Elizabeth Goodman. She used to be um, one of our top editors over at Shape back in the day. And she worked so hard and so eloquently that she moved up into the position of editor-in-chief over time because she worked hard to get there and she set boundaries and she fucking nailed it. And I couldn't be more proud of her. Um, when you set boundaries, you can say no and you can move away from things that don't feel good. So let that be your gauge. You know, like, does this person make me feel good? Does this job make me feel good? Does this food make me feel good? Am I really hungry right now? Do I want to go to a workout class or do I want to rest? Do I want to keep talking to this person? Do I want to have a relationship still with this person? Um, when you say no, sometimes it's not a form of being rude or disrespectful. Sometimes you need to say no because that's the best choice that you can make for yourself. Setting boundaries helps to cultivate peace inside of your heart. Number six is to stop worrying. So when you throw spaghetti at the wall, like for instance, my matcha cookie is, is all about throwing spaghetti against the wall. The development of the cookie, the shelf life, the water content, the way that it's packaged and produced, the ingredients, the labels, the certifications, the barcodes, so many different factors come into play. And it was just like throwing spaghetti against the wall. And if you and my sister, if you listen to my sister and I's podcast together on the previous episodes, you'll hear that she did the same thing when it came to trial and error in launching her bike shop because she didn't have any other way to do it. You, if you want to make it work, you make it work. And that's the bottom line. You actually have a choice and the freedom to make that choice. If you want to pave a new path and you have got these dreams that you want to bring to fruition and you can foresee them in your head and when I'm traveling I close my eyes and I listen to my music with my Beats headphones and I just check the fuck out and it's like the only time I ever have to breathe and dream and think while not having a phone in front of me or 20,000 people asking me for something I sometimes feel like I constantly am being tugged in so many directions and somebody always needs something from me. 
And it's tough. Like this isn't a road that I recommend for anybody unless you're going to go in and you're going to go in hard and deep and wide and fast and good and truthfully and honestly. Um, It's okay to pursue a big dream and it's okay to pursue a small dream and it's okay to not do what everyone else is doing. But at the end of the day, I really want you to stop worrying if you need to spend less time on social media, then track how long you're going on there. You might want to see a therapist if you have a problem with anxiety and worry. Don't compare yourself to anyone else's life. You have your own beautiful life. And if you're young, which I know so many of you girls are, um, I want you to know that shit gets better with age. It really does. You start to love who you are because you're stuck with yourself and that's all you've got. And if you don't love yourself, then you're going to have a pretty painful life. Um, There are masochistic tributes or masochistic um, attributes that I possess with my life. And I'm not really sure where I got that from. But like when I'm working out, if it's not painful, I don't feel like I'm making progress. And the same goes for my work. And sometimes I even throw that into my relationships. And mostly I throw that into the relationship I have with myself. And so I need to just stop that pattern and start realizing that if I just change my mindset on so many things and I practice more grace and gratitude, that it's possible that a lot of this worry will alleviate. So meditate more. Try vib- vibrational meditations. There's this guy named, I think it's Moss something, M-A-S. He's got these really cool vibrational meditations that you can check out. These girls that I work out with at bar class introduced it to me and I love it because it's like a wavelength meditation. Um I also am very much into, oh, my mind just wandered into a bad place. <laughs> Sorry, I think of so many bad things. Um, I really, and don't you wonder what it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> told you I'm just like you. I'm just like you. <laughs> um, the last thing we're going to talk about on this list of seven things where everything is just spaghetti at the wall and you can't be fooled by people that think that they know everything and want to tell you what to do with your life. Like, that's just not true. (sighs) Okay, so what I learned from a friend um, this week was we were talking about so much of our growth together as a brand and with my media company and my S-Corp. And that's these Japanese practices that have really helped to elevate a lot of us to the next level. And as you guys know, Wabi Sabi is about everything being perfectly imperfect. And one of the most important parts when you're throwing spaghetti at the wall and figuring your life out is a term that has to do with your posse and your support group. Nema Washi refers to a humbled process of laying the foundation towards a changed project by talking to the people that are concerned and gathering notes and support. So again, it's Nema Washi. Essentially, 
what this is is a Japanese practice where people help to discuss on a very private level and they say, um, you know, oh, I'm so excited and I really, really want to work together for next level shit. Like I want to I want to get to the next level of my life and my career. And the thing is, is like you've got to learn that your support group and the 10 closest people to you basically make up who you are like birds of a feather will flock together. And this is a quote that my sister and I often talk about. You are the the 10 closest people that you surround yourself with. It's a reflection of you. So make sure that you're hanging out with honest people that make you feel good, that don't keep you worrying, that keep you uplifted and supported and aware, like non-dramatic people, people that you love that are also self-aware, people that you can talk to about setting boundaries or breaking patterns, and people that uplift you and help to listen to you and give you really good asked for advice on what you should maybe do to change or proceed or move your life into a new direction. And there's one thing that's always certain and it's going to be that change is inevitable and death and taxes are always going to be there. And as long as we are self-aware that these are things that we must adapt to, then you'll be okay in this life. And everything else in every day and every way, like starting this new media company that I've been working on, working with Japan, working in Paris, just uh, launched our first book with the Netherlands. Yay! Kinski Wellness was finally released in Dutch and the Taiwanese also released their um, their version of Kinski Wellness translated into Taiwanese and Dutch. And then there are a nine total that are coming out. So two are out and I'm really excited um, to try and visit each one of these countries. So I'll see you in Paris and hopefully the Netherlands too. But again, this whole process and working with other countries on the translation of the book as well has been like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Don't know what's going to happen. Don't know the process. Um, if someone wants to tell you that they know everything and in and out in a certain area of of work or whatever, like, sure, they may, but things are ever changing. So one must remember that everyone's throwing spaghetti at the wall all day. <laughs> Don't actually physically do it. But what I mean is you're just fucking seeing what sticks. Go with that. Feel good about it and cultivate the life that you've always dreamed of because you've only got one shot at this and when I throw spaghetti at the wall I fucking pay attention to what sticks now and what feels good and what doesn't feel good I will pan out just like that dirt when you're looking for gold (laughs) one day we'll talk about the gold rush okay I'm gonna do some questions and then I have a list of people to kind of think for um, being my like total team of babes this year. So I also have to write to my editor because I have, some of them live all over the world. Let me know if in 20 is okay. 
Um, it's so scary because I work with so many different time zones now. Bali, Hawaii, um, France. Um, we're working with the UAE on a project. So fucking exciting. And also um, Poland. And it's so exciting. Um, all over Japan, Tokyo time, New York, Cali. It's global and it's exciting. Answering your Insta questions. Thanks for sending me your love letters this week. You guys have been really special to me. Um, I love reading them too. They make me feel like we're making a difference and I think we really are. Okay. So moving into questions, um, Cam Corp Yoga wrote, with a heavy travel schedule, how do you maintain good wellness, a workout, meditation, eating routine? Okay, great question. So what I really love doing is I love, um, if I don't have any other option, I love running because I can check out, I wear my headphones, I have an old school pod, like an iPod that I use, and I love it. Um, I don't want to be around my phone all day, so I prefer to check out. Running helps to relieve uh, release endorphins and it gets your circulation going and gets you sweating out everything and it just makes you feel really good um, I'm also a huge advocate of finding like I've been to all the different bar methods across the nation so like Honolulu um, Portland uh, Seattle Austin hi Nikki <laughs> um, I've just I, I go and find studios like core power in different places around the country and if I'm traveling the world then usually running is my routine um, I eat lots of vegetables and local fruits and veggies wherever I land and I check out what's in season wherever I'm staying and I eat like lots of lean fish and lean protein um, sometimes I really do just indulge. Like there's no way I'm going to go to Italy and not enjoy the pasta and the wine and the men. Here we go. <laughs> Wellness is about living a lot, not just a little. And when I went to Hawaii this last trip, I really enjoyed working out with my girlfriend Tiana at Body, Body Balance every day. And all of our, our whole posse did the workout every day and like we'd sweat. And then my abs came back after... You know, I was like stress eating a lot when I was living in New York towards the end there. And you eat a lot when you're like huddled up and you're by yourself every night and you get home late and you just like turn on Netflix and start eating. And I think this time frame where I've moved out of New York and I'm just traveling now and my home base is back in Cali, I think I've become more self-aware of what wellness is and it's better sleep. It's more water. And while traveling, it's making sure that you put a workout routine into your everyday, whether it's just running, yoga, stretching, and eating really well and getting good sleep. You should adjust to the time zone that you're staying in as quick as possible too and lay off on excess drinking and sugar because it's just, it's not necessary. And if you feel um, like this helps, I really enjoy taking baths. I think that it just feels like a million bucks. Um, Aaron dot Turn uh, asks, "How do you pitch a book idea to a publishing house?" Great question, lady. Um, so what you want to do is you want to write out a book proposal, and you want to make it good and juicy. A table of contents always helps, and a few chapter ideas. 
and you want to pitch it to a book agent, a literary agent, before you get it out to the publishing houses. So I'd suggest just cold call, cold email, send them your idea, let them know your thoughts, and uh, they'll let you know theirs. Be patient in the process because all good things come with time. Lisa Andrearge asked, I want to hear your show. When will it be available on Google Play? You know what, Lisa? I already think it's on Google Play, but we will double check for you. Um, I know it's on Spotify. And a shout out to my friend who has really helped me this week. <clears throat> my friend Morgan is over at Spotify and we have like great girl bonding all the time. And um, Spotify is a really good place for all of you to listen to this podcast as well as Stitcher and iTunes. And I believe we're on Google Play, so I'll double check. But thank you for asking. Kevin Watt asks, um, how do you let go of someone? I've still been trying for months and I just can't seem to move on. <clears throat> Kevin, I think it's best to just focus on making yourself the best version of you that you possibly can. And whether it's reading books on self-help and meditating, going for a run, um, cutting the things out of your life that don't make you feel good. A lot of us have addictions to maybe like the idea of a person rather than who the person actually is. And I think I've done that with ex-boyfriends and I, um, I've learned, you know, like not everything is as it seems. So when you become more self-aware, um, you can thrive and you can almost go into what Travis Scott calls sicko mode where you just go, you push the button and you fucking go. <laughs> That's my fave sicko mode. That's how you get over someone. <laughs> I'll read you guys the definition of sicko mode. <clears throat> Last question of the day today is um, from Helen Murchis. When will you release your book in Indonesia? Oh my gosh. Helen, if you want the book, um, and this goes for all of you guys, if you want it published in your country, like where you are, you've got to talk to a local publisher in your country where you're from. And then that publishing house gets the right to my book, which is um, HarperCollins and Willie Morris wrote me out in the U.S. And there's a, an actual process for international book rights and publishing and copyright. So um, it's a process, but you all you got to do is reach out to your local publishing houses and say, we want Kinski Wellness. It's being published in 10 languages. Why is it not being published in Indonesia or something like that? or that you would like for it to be published in Indonesia. I guess we could go the Dale Carnegie kind route. <laughs> okay, a couple things to think about this week, guys. Um, thank you for my friends Lauren Dodson and Morgan, uh, my friend Maddie B, who's um, over at uh, YouTube now. She was at Refinery. I love you, Maddie. All of you guys came by to console me. Um in Brooklyn after a really tough week. And I just love seeing you Brooklyn girls. And also um, a big shout out to my bestie Steph for always being there. And we have the best combos no matter where in the world we both are. You're such a beautiful soul and an incredible friend. Um, Morgan, who's on my team that helps with graphics, the matchashop.com, which you have to check out, as well as um, podcast work that this is a great and incredible um, sort of 
how do you say nimawashi here, where I talk things out with my team and I make better decisions with them. And I can't thank Morgan enough for all of her help in the process of launching the matcha shop along with Chris and Eliza. Um, you three are magical and you've really done a great job. So thank you. And and lastly, today, I'm going to thank um, this girl named Cecilia Smith, who's on my team. She does editorial work with me and she is top-notch amazing she just happens to look like a barbie doll but she is brilliant as fuck and cecilia you've been my rock for so many years now and we've written so many incredible publications and books together and we will continue to do so you are my nemawashi and i am so grateful beyond belief my hand is on my heart for you i want you guys to think of five people that you're really grateful for and tell them that you love them today and that you're really grateful for who they are and how they listen and help and support you. Um, again, uh, you guys look out for Create Cultivate, big announcements this week. And I love you guys. And I can't thank you enough for listening. Don't forget to check out thematchashop.com. If you want to support this podcast, all you have to do is buy a poster, a wabi-sabi poster, a bag, a tote bag, a cookie. The matcha cookies are coming, you guys. I'm so sorry they're in development and they weren't the round different rounds of cookies that were on about round 29 or 30 right now. They just aren't good enough. And so as somebody who works with integrity and grace, it's going to take me a little bit of time and I need your grace in return. Please five star rate us on iTunes and Spotify and write reviews on this podcast. The Wabi Sabi Pod with Candice Kamaya. Made this here with all the ice on in the booth at the gate outside when they pull up they give me loot.